Welcome to Share Truth Apply Scripture. I'm Jordan Shambly, joined as always by the one and only Cedra Sarton. I won't accept any other intro now. That's like all now, you're getting that's from it. now on. <laughs> well, uh, we, of course, are with Engage Magazine, which is a magazine that is for, we say young Christians, but if mm-hmm. you are graduating high school all the way up to mid 30s, so the ones that are starting college, graduating college, getting married, starting families, we have content for you. You can go to engagemagazine.net where you can find all of the articles that we have. You can connect with us on social media. We also have this podcast so you can go back and listen to our past podcasts. So it's a little homework for you if you want to go back and listen to all of our podcasts. Right. And I expect a full report on that homework uh, yes. sent to engagefaq at, at afa.net yeah. if you have any questions or comments. Uh, or tips on what you want to hear on the radio program, maybe, that would be a good place to send that to us. Awesome. All right. Uh, So in studio, we have with us Matthew White from the American Family Association Journal. Yeah, or the AFA Journal. The AFA Journal. I was going to use the formal name. Very formal, very formal. So, welcome, Matthew. He actually wrote an article that went on Mm -hmm. The Stand, which is the official blog of the American Family Association. Mm -hmm. So, you can go to afa.net slash the stand. If that's too much to remember, just remember afa.net, and you can click the tab at the top that says The Stand. And uh, the article, we liked it so much that we actually shared it with our Engage audience. So, we we did give The Stand props for it, uh, but we liked the topic so we decided to bring Matthew on, and I'm going to let Jordan introduce the topic. Yeah. Uh, well, you wrote an article, and the title is Repentant or Remorseful. Mm-hmm. Right. That's yep. quite a topic. <laughs> yes, topic. it is. Yes, it is. Uh, so um, this came from a, a sermon that you, you preached on, right? Yes. I've been preaching through the book of Matthew for mm-hmm. quite some time now, and um, just we're in Matthew 27 yeah. and uh, preaching through uh, the portion where— uh, Judas had betrayed Christ and mm-hmm. then had come to the point where he realized what he had done. Yeah. Um, and he felt remorse mm. over that. And, you know, he tried uh, within his own strength, mm. really, um, to make amends. Yeah. And, of course, there was a uh, it was a failure uh, there. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, uh, I just wanted to uh, as I preached about that to remind uh, my congregation and myself as well that repentance and remorse are two different things. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's very important to understand exactly. that distinction. Absolutely. And, and th- that story, too, um, it, correct me if I'm wrong, that's found in all four Gospels, correct? Or, or most of them, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. most of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- that's that's uh, an account that we're all very familiar with sure. if we've been, you know, attending church or reading our Bibles for any amount of time. Um, it's it's a very, I mean, I would almost say iconic scene, you know, right. is, is Judas... Um, Taking the, the 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 authorities to the Garden of Gethsemane, pointing out Jesus to them, and then later on, you know, throwing the money back at the at right. the Pharisee, at the Jews, and and um, having remorse over that. That it, it it is a very powerful image. But but again, I think sometimes when you have a powerful image or something that we're very familiar with, we can it can kind of lose its um, meaning mm-hmm. to us. So it is it. It is very important to go over these these accounts again 
and, and, and look at what the text is actually saying. And so what you're bringing out here, repentance versus remorse, I think is a very important thing for the Christians because for, for Christians to, um, to, to, uh, to um, think about um, because repentance, I would say repentance is one of the cornerstones of the Christian life. Absolutely. Uh, I couldn't agree more. In fact, um, uh, it's so important that uh, when John the Baptist, uh, first mention of him in Matthew chapter 3, the first words recorded from John the Baptist are repent Mm. for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Wow, yeah. And then, um, you know, even more significant than John the Baptist is Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. in uh, Matthew Three, of course, he's baptized. The beginning of Matthew four, he goes through uh, the temp- his temptation, and then when he begins his public ministry in Matthew four, uh, there in verse seventeen, Jesus mm. he starts his public ministry by saying, "Repent, wow, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." So, repentance is the first words that we have yeah. recorded of John the Baptist and Jesus. So, repentance, yes, I agree, it's the cornerstone of the Christian yeah. faith. It's it's square one of the gospel. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Because absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking back to uh, the Old Testament prophets as well, and when they when they had a word from God, it usually began with, "There's something wrong here. Repent, repent, return <laughs> to God." Right. Yeah. Um, so, and that that's something really, really, um, really important for us to remember when we're out, you know, sharing the gospel with other people. It's not just a footnote. Is oh yeah, repentance is also part of this. Sure, and you you don't necessarily you don't necessarily start off with the absolute the positive thing. Um, you you start off with okay, where are you right now? And mm-hmm. there's an issue here. Right. That's very, very important to remember. And the thing is, is I think there are a lot of Christians out there, even Christian, like people in the churches, filling the pews in the churches who do not truly understand what repentance is. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, I remember having this idea of repentance as a child, that it was more mm-hmm. like an apology, yeah. saying I'm sorry, and not realizing that there was also an action on the end of that where you mm-hmm. turn and and you turn away from the sin that you're in. You don't just apologize and go on. Like you, you completely turn away from your sin. And so they're... So then there are a lot of people like in the pews that are feeling remorse. Mm-hmm. They feel sorry for the things that they've done, but they've not fully turned away from that life. And so I think that's important to note the difference there and know what exactly repentance is. Mm-hmm. It's not just feeling sorry for your actions and for the things that you've done. It's more than that. Yeah. Well, let, let's unpack that difference okay. a little bit. So if, if you were just to explain to a congregation what the difference is between um, the repentance and remorse how would you explain that okay uh if i was explaining to a a congregation of you know mostly believers Mm -hmm. i would you know probably be a little more specific so i would start with um you know the greek word Mm -hmm. for repentance which is um metanoia which is the word that's most commonly used in the new testament for repentance in fact it's a little bit different than the greek word that's used Mm -hmm. for um you know, when it says that, uh, when Matthew says that Judas mm-hmm. repented or he was remorseful over his actions. But anyway, um, the, the word metanoia comes from two words, meta, uh, which means change. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we get our word metamorphosis. Right, yeah. You, you know, so we're, we understand that. Meta means uh, over or after or change. And mm-hmm. so, and then the next word is nous, which means um, intellect or mind. And so, mm-hmm. uh, metanoia, metanous, metanoia. Uh, it means a, an afterthought, after intellect, you know, uh, change yeah. of It's like mind. the end of a process. Right. That's yeah. right. So, like, you've changed your mind over something. Um, 
And a lot of times people will say, well, repentance is a change of, uh, of behavior. Um, and that's only partly right. Mm. Um, that's sort of the end result of repentance because repentance begins with the change of mind towards something. Mm-hmm. And then once you change your, your mind about whatever it is, then your actions follow. Your behavior changes after that. I, I love that you you're, the way you're explaining it is it, 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 there, there, your mind is involved. Oh, sure. A lot of times, I, I, and this is definitely a way I thought a, a while ago, um, was that uh, the mind and the intellect, while it was involved, it didn't really have an important role to play mm-hmm. in salvation, whereas the salvation is more of a spiritual thing. But as I'm growing more in my knowledge of, you know, the truth that the Bible is teaching is that there, the, 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 the difference between the two things, that it doesn't really exist. Like your mind it, it does play a very important role in, in salvation and because, I mean, you can see, you know, throughout the life of a Christian, it's not just there's a spiritual change. There's also a, an intellectual change, and at the very end of time, there will be a physical change. We'll be yeah. raised in physical bodies. So, the redemption of a Christian is a holistic redemption. It's spirit, Absolutely. mind, and body. Um, but it's it's amazing to see that process happen at the very beginning. Right. Yeah. yeah. And oftentimes, uh, it's interesting that a uh, obviously this would depend on the background of a person, whether they've been brought up religious and in church, and but. Uh, a person may not even really know what repentance is. They may not even know the what repent means or that they are even repenting until after some time. You know, they've grown in their faith. Yeah. Um, but they they hear this gospel message. They hear about Jesus Christ, and and it resonates. It mm-hmm. clicks. They change their mind, and then they that follows, you know, with a change in behavior. They've placed their faith and trust in right. Jesus. And then, you know, down the road, they realize, oh, well, that was repentance, yeah. you know. Yeah. So they don't, you know, repentance is a, uh, it's, it's, an, it's an important concept, and it's an important word, but a person doesn't necessarily have to know what the right. word repent means to repent. Right, you know? yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> But it is helpful to to understand if we're going to use that terminology in sure. in we're talking to someone and we're telling them to repent. Right. It's like okay, well, what does that mean? I right. do feel sorry that it did something wrong. Yeah. Um. But uh, uh, one of the things that I see um, in the story of okay, so you bring in this article, and not to spoil too much, <laughs> but in this article, you you show a um a difference between Judas and Peter. Sure. And you bring up Peter. Uh, denied Christ mm-hmm. and uh, three times um, and at the end of that he he d- definitely felt remorse but it went beyond that and you can see the fruit of actual repentance unfold in his life and that's one of the key differences I think is repentance leads to salvation mm-hmm. remorse doesn't right remorse right. leads to uh, despond right and, yeah uh, uh, remorse is more of a uh, a regret, mm-hmm. you know, a sorrow. I feel bad uh, over the consequences mm-hmm. of of my actions, rather than the action itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, children are really good examples of oh, this. Yes, you know, absolutely. That, you know, they do something <laughs> wrong, um, and they get caught, and they may not really feel bad about what they did. Mm-hmm. They just feel bad that they're going to get a spanking or some kind of punishment <laughs> over the situation. I can testify to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ask can I. I have five boys, so yeah, I know that full well. Right, right. And it, it's it's <clears throat> interesting, too, to see the difference between where these um, where these two actions come from. Um, uh, 
because Judas, I mean, this is this is sort of something that you can extrapolate from the story. This is not necessarily explicitly stated, but you can just expect that Judas really didn't believe Christ. Right. He I didn't agree. really believe that Jesus was who Jesus said he was. Sure. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, and and of course we you know. Um, there are differing opinions mm-hmm. uh, on yeah. this, obviously, uh, but I, I, I do believe that Jesus, uh, Judas, mm-hmm. in following Christ, had some selfish motives mm, uh, yeah. uh, along the way, and um, I guess, like you say, not to spoil too much of the article, but <laughs> but once Judas realized that Jesus was not who he wanted him to be, he wasn't the the Messiah that he was looking for. Mm. Um, you know, he felt like, well. I can get something out of this, so you know he'll betray him. And and to be fair, um, you know if you read the Gospels, you'll see that Jesus was able to evade uh, arrest or capture a number of times. So, and most scholars do think that Judas probably thought that was going to happen. Probably thought yeah. that you know, hey, well I'll sell or I'll betray Jesus. I'll get thirty pieces of silver. Jesus will do like he's done every other time. You know, he'll slip out the back and him and his disciples will go on their merry way. I'll have 30 pieces of silver and, you know, no one, you know, no harm, no foul. But um, most scholars agree that's probably what Judas was thinking, though we can't know for sure. Um, But it does, to me, I think that um, that seems reasonable because, you know, if you, when you read the scripture, it says that once Judas Saw, mm-hmm. in other words, when he when he saw the consequences of his actions, that's when he felt remorse mm-hmm. about it. it. It wasn't until he realized that, oh, this is not working out like I had planned, you right. know, because he had had it worked out the way he had envisioned in his mm-hmm. mind originally, he probably never would have felt bad about it. If Jesus had have slipped out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and gone free, Judas probably never would have felt guilty. He would have gone on with his silver and been fine. Wow. Um, so uh, he was remorseful after mm. he realized the consequences of what he'd done. Yeah. And it, it sounds like um, he was making the same mistake that so many people in that time did as well around Jesus. I mean, um, there's the story of when, you know, a lot of Jesus's disciples abandoned him mm-hmm. because, oh, he's not going to overthrow the Romans, right? You know, yeah. and mm-hmm. and we you, you'd think that we would have learned that lesson right. by now that you know we we understand who Jesus is and and what he does in our lives, but I in my own life, I mean, before I came to Christ, definitely, but even after, sometimes you have the, you still have these these wrongful ways of thinking. Um, where you expect Jesus to be the kind of savior that he isn't, mm-hmm. and 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 you expect him to be like, okay, so he's going to change my life in this way, or he's going to do this for me, and it's outside of the realm or outside of the the definition that the Bible gives us. Sure, yeah. absolutely. I think we all do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we have these expectations of what Jesus should do or what we would like for him to do in mm-hmm. our life, but. When you read in Scripture, that doesn't line up with the with yeah. the Savior that He came to be. Yeah, you have to really be careful. Then, like you, you, you have to read the Bible and and come to it humbly, without any of your you know presuppositions mm-hmm. and your and your you know your settled ways of thinking. And you really have to ask God to reveal you know like what what He's actually saying and who Jesus actually is. This is a, a very important thing. Um, but again, I, I do think that. Repentance, um, like we see in Peter, as opposed to Jesus, uh, Judas, 
Repentance comes from belief. Repentance comes from um, believing who Jesus is and when we falter or when we see our inadequacies measured up against that, that's when we're led to, okay, we need to find that hope. We need to rest on who Jesus says he actually is. Yeah. Um, Sure. And and, and to be clear, I don't don't want to, you know, come across as though remorse is a bad thing. Absolutely, yeah. um, Because um, to your point, I mean, that remorse can actually lead to Mm -hmm. Repentance, mm-hmm. and in fact, Paul says as much in Second Corinthians uh, seven ten. He talks about godly sorrow mm-hmm. that um, you know that that worketh or brings about repentance, and he says that's repentance that you shouldn't be ashamed mm-hmm. of. That's a good thing, mm-hmm. uh, but he he goes on to say that that worldly sorrow or remorse brings mm-hmm. death. Yeah, which is which is if you juxtapose um, Judas and Peter, mm-hmm. which I think probably Paul had that in mind when he was, you know, uh, inspired to write Mm -hmm. that verse. Um, But they're a perfect example of that. I mean, uh, uh, Peter's sorrow led him to repentance. And then, of course, you read the man of God that he was Mm -hmm. in Scripture. Judas was sorrowful or remorseful, and it brought about death, Mm -hmm. worldly death, spiritual death. Yeah. For him, because it was not a sorrow; it was worldly sorrow. It was not a sorrow that led to repentance. It was a worldly sorrow. Yeah. So, uh, sorrow is a good thing, mm-hmm. but it, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to end there. Right? Yeah. And an example that I I can think of too. Um, one of my favorite books is "Grace Abounding to the Chief of Sinners" by um, John Bunyan. I I always feel tempted to say Paul Bunyan, and that's <laughs> that's the wrong one. That's the wrong Bunyan. The other brother, John Bunyan, uh, the one who wrote Pilgrim's Progress. Um, and and you'd think that such a great godly man who who created the, this book, you know, Pilgrim's Progress, the second, you know, most read book in the world apart from the Bible. I, I think that's what the numbers were. And um, this beautiful depiction of the Christian life, um, you'd think that he just had the perfect salvation story, right? He didn't. No, no. <laughs> um, the, the the beginning of his his repentance. Um, was actually, I, I, I believe I'm remembering this correctly. Um, so he he lived as a tinker. He was not an educated man. He he lived as a, a tinkerer. You know, he kind of fixed things for people in in, in England. And um, one day he 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 was you know talking to a, a woman who was an immoral immoral woman, like the the woman with a bad reputation. And she told him that the way he spoke and his foul language made her terrified. Mm. You know, and yeah. and then that flipped a switch with him. Right. And and he became he had that remorse. He had that I am that bad. Right. You know, and and that that worldly sorrow. Right. But that began his path towards repentance. Right. From that from that point. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that's illustrated perfectly mm-hmm. in scripture, you know, uh, many times we have many examples of people who go down that path and they you know, they have that that light bulb moment where they realize, oh, I'm I'm in the pig pen, or mm-hmm. I'm in a I'm in a world of hurt mm-hmm. here, and um, and that's the beginning. That yeah. is remorse, but then they come to a place where they're willing to change. I mean, think about the prodigal son. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. is a perfect example of, you know, we I mean, we all know the story. He left and he went out and you know had all this righteous living, and he found himself in the pig pen and. 
So it began with remorse. He felt bad, and he said, man, the servants at home are, you know, they live better than I'm living here. Um, And so he decided to change, and he went home. But then his repentance, his true repentance, was shown when he arrived at home, and he stood before his father, and he said, I'm not even worthy to be called your son. You know, so so he showed that there was uh, not only remorse there, but there was true repentance mm-hmm. there because he uh, he understood, um, you know, full well what he had done, and he was willing to make a change um, in that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like Jordan, I know I've grown up in church. My mm-hmm. mom had me in church, and then my dad, uh, you know, he— he came along after, you know, my mom never gave up on him. He came along after and even now has helped start a church. Um, and so they always had me in church growing up and I sit in the pews and I'd hear the pastor. And even when you think, you know, as a teen, probably not listening, you catch things. Mm. And I remember feeling bad. And I can't tell you the number of times, how many years I sat there just feeling bad. Mm-hmm. And it was, of course, like you said, it was all about me. It was all about mm-hmm. me. And, uh, the consequences of my actions, but I wasn't ready to give it up, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, now I look back and I'm like, what were you doing? You know? <laughs> and I, um, like, what were you doing? And, and um, mm. so I think most people mm. listening have been there where you sit there and you feel bad and you worry about the, the consequences of your actions and how it affects you and not the sorrow that God feels seeing you right. sin, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we all, mm-hmm. I think we've all uh, been there, but there, there is a distinction and you've, you know, that remorse should lead to mm-hmm. ultimately um, repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Esau, we all know the story <clears throat> of, of Esau. He sold his birthright. And then the writer in Hebrews um, tells us that, uh, that he was, he was sorrowful because he wanted the benefits of his birthright, mm, yeah. not because he'd sold it, but because he was l- losing out on the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. And he felt bad about that. But that's uh, that's Hebrews uh, 12, 16, and 17. Um, and it says that uh, uh, ultimately he found no place of repentance mm-hmm. over that. Because, But but it was because it was remorse. Mm-hmm. It was not repentance. It was remorse because he felt bad that he wasn't receiving the benefits of his birthright. Right. Um, and so it all goes back to um, what are you going to do mm-hmm. with that that conviction and that remorse? Do you let it uh, uh, lead you to uh, uh, to actual repentance yeah. or do you just stop there? Now, there may be people listening to this who um, they they want to know, have I really repented? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I've I've had these these kind of thoughts before, like, am, am I saved? Am I, you know, sure, have, I, sure. have I really repented? How would you, in, in maybe some practical terms, and maybe like you know, just how can we look at our lives and examine our lives and see marks of repentance? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, the um, Puritan preacher Thomas Watson mm-hmm. I have a quote here from him, and, and this is in the article as well. But um, he said that a wicked man may be troubled for scandalous sins, mm-hmm. but a real convert laments heart sins. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, obviously, we need to understand that repentance is a gift of God, mm-hmm. you know, that, that we're even granted the ability yeah. to see the error of our ways and and to seek forgiveness and, and repentance. But, um, you know, if you, if you really want to know whether or not you're repentant or not, 
it's a pretty simple question to ask. You know, am I concerned about the consequences of my actions? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or am I concerned about breaking the heart of God? Mm-hmm. Uh, am I, con- you know, am I contrite? Am I broken over the sin? You know, there are a multitude of sins that we all commit daily that nobody else ever knows right. about. You know, uh, sins of the, you know, our mind and our heart. Um, you know, do we realize that those are are breaking God's heart? Nobody else sees them, so we're not really forced to deal with any consequences that other people can see. But are we broken over those? Mm-hmm. You know, because we realize that, yeah, there may not be an external consequence here, but that's still sinful, and that is still breaking the heart of God. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a huge distinction there that we have to, you know, come to realize. Yeah. I've heard it described um, repentance as coming to the end of yourself, sure, like yeah. or or dying to yourself, and, and 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 that can overlap with you know putting sin to death and and um, you know putting off the old man and and all of those wet things. But uh, it, it seems to be all kind of one thing. Like you 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 are brought to a realization of who you are um, alongside a realization of who God is, mm-hmm. and you you need those things. You you. There's a, necess- a necessity to reconcile those two things, right? As opposed to hardening yourself, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it, it's 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 a being brought to life almost. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it goes back to the the definition of change of mind, where you realize, as you're saying, you're brought to the end of yourself, and you you just realize that there is nothing that I can do mm-hmm. in this situation. Um, in regards, uh, in particular, to salvation, uh, mm-hmm. there's nothing that I can do here, and so then there's that change of mind. Well, well if I can't do something, mm-hmm. and yeah. Jesus can, yeah. then I'm changing my mind. I'm shifting, you know, the responsibility from self mm-hmm. to Jesus Christ. I'm mm-hmm. shifting the responsibility to who mm-hmm. is the only one who can bear that, that responsibility anyway. Yeah. With one minute left, that that's such a good way. You you become. In the parable that Jesus told, you, you you become the woman who's banging on the door of the the judge, right. and you will not, not let give him up. go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the, the the great thing about about God is He said, whoever comes to Him, He will not turn mm-hmm. away. So as opposed to that judge, you might open the door begrudgingly. Right. God flings the door he, open, uh, wide open. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So coming to the end of yourself, realizing you're dead in trespasses and sins. And there's only one way to come to life. Absolutely. And that's through Jesus and throwing Jesus yourself Christ. on him. It's 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 so simple. It it's is. so simple, but we tend to mess it up so yeah. many times. Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, the childlike faith is an amazing thing. But then as we mature, we, <laughs> we begin <laughs> yeah. to do like, yeah, yeah, we, we become do. too grown up. Yeah. yeah we, as C.S. Lewis would say. Right, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much for being on with us today. Well, um, I've enjoyed it. Thank you yeah. for having me. Absolutely. We'll have the article linked in the show notes of this episode, so check that out. And until next week, guys, continue to share truth and apply scripture. Thank you.